They appeared before you ten years prior, our establishment manifesting like a jack-o'-lantern in the fog. At first we served only the creepiest of pasta, but our menu became more varied, more robust, sampling all manner of twisted tales. Tonight, before the fog douses the light of our candle forever, we have a special meal to celebrate. Welcome to Midnight Marinara. Oh, it is delightful to have so many of you with us this whole Hallow's Eve. I am, as always, your macabre maitre d', the pasta shade. Though once upon a time, I was known as the Emissary, the avatar of dark folklore. Much as the rest of my kin, my form has always been mutable and ephemeral, held at the whims of the zeitgeist. My duty to serve you the eerie fiction you crave has never changed. I am grateful you have chosen me to be your arbiter of arcane anecdotes for a time. But my time in this form is drawing to a close, and Midnight Marinera has one more show to put on. Tonight's play goes back to our roots. It is a story about sounds. The way a simple noise or musical tone can shift your mood, your mind, your heart. For two souls that find themselves yearning for more on a Halloween night not so long ago, the echoes of the pissed offer an escape, just as they did for another troubled spirit before them. And what they will find will be much more than they bargained for. Look, Chris, the point I'm making is that this is the perfect chance for you to shed your wallflower persona, you feel me? It's Halloween. You can be whatever you want to be. Why do you think I'm wearing this sheet, dude? I'm a ghost. Yeah, but you don't have to be a ghost, get it? I know you want to make more friends. Just lift the sheet so people can see you, drop the act, and mingle a bit. Have a drink, play some rock band, maybe smile a little more. Hey! There you are, Chris. Oh, thank God. Hey, Val! What's happening? You getting unsolicited advice from our gracious host? <laughs> Screw you, Val. I'm trying to help Chris out. Well, why don't you leave that to the professionals, huh? Go flirt with someone else. Whatever. It's my party. See if I invite either of you again. Love you too, Dylan. Happy Halloween. How are you doing? Better with you here. How'd you know it was me? Only you would do the traditional sheet ghost for Halloween. Plus, you were doing your trademark fidget while Dylan was grilling you like the douche he is. Am I that transparent? Pun intended? Kinda. Well, sorry I didn't get here sooner. Could you believe I couldn't find the horns? And, like, I just bought them this morning. I would. Set them down and couldn't find them. How'd you know? Trust me. I know. I, uh, like your costume, though. Thanks! I, I know it's not much, but... It's more effort than most people here put in gets the devil idea across. It was super last minute. I didn't really have time to do something more elaborate. Maybe next year. Maybe, if Dylan bothers to invite us again. You heard him just now. <laughs> He's talking out of his ass. He invites nearly everyone and barely pays attention to the guest list. He can afford to since his parents have money. I mean, this is the first time he's invited me to anything. I'm not sure what I did. He probably thinks he can fix you or some shit. He did tell me I should smile more. Ugh, gross. Say no more. Let's avoid him and do something else. Sure. Like what? I don't know. What are you feeling? Honestly, I kind 
kind of want to go home. Wait, really? Already? Val, I know you said this is something you enjoy, but I'm looking around and I barely know anyone here. And the people I do know, I don't want to see. Like, okay, right over there, three people who used to pick on me in middle school. That's fair. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. It also barely feels like a Halloween party at all. Just some loud social function. Oh, back in the day, the Monroe house was the place to be for Halloween. But that was when Caleb was still around. Caleb? Yeah. You know, Dylan's older brother. Sorta. I only really know him by reputation. Sure. No one did Halloween quite like creepy Caleb did way back when. Guess I'll take your word for it. Can we at least go somewhere quieter? I don't need to go home, but I can barely hear myself think. Sure, hon. I got you. Ah! Follow me. Where are we going? I got a really cool idea. Trust me. Yep. Exactly where I remember it. Here, grab my hand. Hold on. Let me take the sheet off so I can see. Hand it up to me first. Thanks. Wow. How did you know they had an attic up here? Caleb showed it to me once when he used to babysit me. I think I was six, maybe seven years old. Should I pull the ladder back up? I get the feeling we're not supposed to be up here. No, we're not. But I need the light for a sec. Just long enough to find... There it is! All right, let's close the hatch. How's this for quiet? It helps. I'm just kind of nervous. About what? Getting caught? Dylan won't notice we're gone. I know. It's... I've never really done something this sneaky before. You sure we'll be okay up here? Oh, yeah. What's Halloween without a little mischief? There's bound to be something cool around. Look at all this stuff. Was it always this cluttered up here? Not that I remember... I think this is mostly Caleb's things all packed in boxes. Anyway, it's a lot spookier up here. Better atmosphere for the evening, as long as you're okay with a party of two. (laughs) Kinda wish I'd grab some snacks from downstairs. We can stay as long as you want. I'm good. Don't worry. We're here now. Might as well see what's around. I don't want to crack open any boxes, though. It feels kind of disrespectful. Deal. We'll keep it to general knickknacks. <gasps> Yo, check this out! There's a portable tape deck over here. Remember these? From when I was a kid, I think we still have a plug-in one at home. It's dusty, but it might still work. <laughs> There's still batteries in it. Those have got to be ancient. Be careful. They look fine to me. No tape, though. Well, I mean... There's a box right here that's open, says Caleb's Halloween tapes. Oh my god! Too perfect! Grab one and let's test it out. Which one? This is just like a big pile of loose tapes. Anyone. I'm not picky. Uh, this one? Sweet. Thank you. I'll be surprised if it works. You were saying? I stand corrected.
was that? My first haunted house mix. Cute. Caleb made this? Looks like it. That explains why it sounds kind of... amateur, I guess? Credit where credit is due. I have no idea when he made this, but it had to have been in the 90s at least. That's hard to do without a modern computer. Maybe. I didn't know he made his own tapes. Neither did I. What else is in there? Um, some of them have labels like that one, some don't. This one looks professional. Let's try that one for contrast. Dreadful Journeys, Eerie Earfuls for Halloween. Dope. Pop it in. Good evening. I was about to close the library for the night, but here you are. How might I assist you? Oh, you're looking for that book. Well, that is located in the rare and curious archive at the other end of the library. Perhaps you should come back in the morning. No? Well, if you insist, through there, past the ghost stories and the horror section, just remember, be as quiet as possible. This is a library, after all, and our residents do not like to be disturbed. Don't dawdle now. Oh, yeah. Definite difference. Why does he have so many of these? He must have collected them. Not a hobby I knew about, but it makes sense. I think. Yeah. I think I remember hearing this in his garage haunted house one time. Damn. Takes me back. I never went to any of them. Oh, you missed out! Sorry, <laughs> it's, it's silly, but like, I actually started to feel a little tense in a good way, like a campfire story tense. <laughs> we are sitting in a gloomy attic on a dark night, listening to scary sounds. It's almost too ideal. Do you want to stop? No, 
This is much better than whatever is going on downstairs. Awesome, because now I'm really curious about what else we have here. Fast forward a bit and see what we find. You got it. Spooky forest? Sounds like it. <laughs> okay, this one's a little on the cheesy side. So was the last one. Sure, but the stock wolf hell is hard to take seriously, you know? True. You said Caleb used to do a haunted house? Oh, yeah. Every year, at least when I was a kid. They were as elaborate as he could make them, considering he did most of them himself. He'd always get his friends, or even Dylan, to help him out, but he was always the one who planned them. I remember they'd get more and more refined every time. Like, the first time I went, it was just some sheets and a garbage bag that he'd hung up to make passages and stuff. Maybe some cheap cobwebs and a couple of plastic skeletons, and he would jump out from around corners in his scary mask. But then next year, he had a more specific theme of graveyard. There were wooden prop tombstones he painted himself, and the floors had a bunch of dead leaves that crunched under my feet. Then he'd pop out from behind a grave with a shovel and roar! <laughs> cool. Kinda sad I missed out. Oh, that's right. You hadn't moved here yet. When did he stop? I think it was when he started high school. I don't blame him. Me neither. Life gets in the way. Something like that. Huh. He must have changed the sounds when he played with them every time, too. But definitely have a lot of stuff to work with. Here, jump ahead one more time, then we can change the tape. There we go. I like this one. Ship in a storm? Or just a ghost ship? Could be either. I think it's moody. Is it weird to say it's almost cozy? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> Don't be a dick. I'm just teasing, hon. Trust me, it takes weird to know weird. You're not weird, Val. People like you. <laughs> Only because I'm loud and I don't give a shit about what people think of me. Mostly. See? I'm the opposite. Wish I had your confidence. It's like Dylan was saying. Chris, there's no way you should take what he says to heart. Needs him or his stuck-up clicks. I like you for you. Then that's what matters. I'm glad you do. Um, should we try another tape? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Hear that? Rain. I don't remember a forecast for rain tonight. Must be a fluke. At least it's happening this late. No one's still trick-or-treating by now. Probably. It's spooky. Better and better. So, what's our next tape? <gasps> what do you want to hear? Still dealer's choice. Alright. Here's one with another handwritten label. The Clock Tower Tale. Another Caleb original? Only one way to find out. Hmm. 
I want to tell you a ghost story. A long time ago, a man was walking through a dark forest in the middle of the night. Oh my god, is that? I, I think so. Is he reusing audio from the last tape? I think it's Baby's first mixtape. This is too he was cute. lost and afraid. Shh, hold on. He was too scared to stop and make camp. He knew that there were wolves hiding in the shadows. The man walked on and on through the woods as it got darker and darker, hoping to find some shelter. Then, suddenly, he heard a strange sound. It was a bell, ringing somewhere in the night. The man followed the sound, and soon he found a trail. The trail led to a clearing, and right in the middle was an old mansion with a clock tower high on the roof. Now, the man did not like the look of this place at all. What was it doing out here in the middle of nowhere? But he needed shelter. inside. It was pitch dark. The man lit a match to light his way. Everything was old and dusty, covered in cobwebs. It looked like no one had lived there for a hundred years. The man began to walk through a long hallway. He thought he heard something make a noise behind him, but when he turned around, there was no one there. It was quiet. Too quiet. The only sound he could hear was the beating of his own heart. But he kept going. He wanted to know why the clock still worked in an abandoned mansion, even though he was starting to get very scared. found a spiral staircase going up to the clock tower. Carefully, he made his way up until he reached the inside. All the gears were still spinning, and the giant pendulum inside was still swinging. The man looked around and saw a big trunk right near the edge of the walkway. He walked toward it, step by step. He was terrified, but also curious. He needed to know what was inside. Very, very slowly, he opened the lid and... Me. <laughs> me too. I wasn't expecting that. 
that even as a kid he had good sense of pacing. The end. <laughs> <laughs> That's Caleb for you. I don't know how, but he had a knack for this kind of thing. We kind of accidentally hit this in reverse order. The first tape must have been done later, maybe with, like, samples saved on his keyboard or something? It was definitely more sophisticated, but I kind of like this one more. The haunted house was random. This one's cute. I don't think he would appreciate you calling his first tape cute. Well, he can't complain. I mean, yeah. It's innocent. Coherent. I don't know. It just seems both on-brand for him, but also totally different from who he became. Wait. What? Shh. What is it? I... Sorry, I thought I heard something. You're freaking me out! Stop. I didn't mean to. Jeez. I thought someone opened the hatch or something. I don't want to get caught up here like this. <laughs> it's okay. We'd see it if it happened. Sure. You're right. Do you want to stop? No way. If we're both this jumpy, we're doing something right. Right? Right. Here, you pick the next one. Got you. I'm not even gonna look. Alright. This one's called... More Horrific Sounds, Death and Terror. Yikes. No mincing words there. Seriously. These track names are insane. Look at this. Whitechapel Rendezvous. Yo, the torture chamber. Death by hanging. Sinking in quicksand. The grot. The mountaineer's accident. Devoured, Devoured by, by leeches. leeches. Whoa. <laughs> okay, this is too good to pass up. Nothing whimsical about this one. Okay, I know it's just a bunch of sounds, but this tape is kind of gruesome. Well, it's giving what it says on the label. Yeah, but I don't know. 
The last few have all been a little fun, right? There was a market for stuff like this? Eh, it's like anything in horror. Different tastes. I kinda get you here, though. This is just, like, sounds of misery. It's more morbid than fun. Kayla probably loved all of this. I mean, it's not necessarily my taste, but you make it sound like he did something bad. Did he? No. At least not then. The most deviant thing he did was show me this attic. But it was just for a peek and then we went back downstairs and I watched cartoons or something. Well, what was he like when he was a babysitter? He was fine. I actually thought he was fun. He liked to play games, tell stories, stuff like that. My parents trusted him because he followed all the rules to a T, and I liked him. How old was he then? Twelve or thirteen, I think. He did it to earn a little extra cash. He told me when I asked that he was saving up for his keyboard. He got it at the end of that year. So it was a pretty narrow window for that business. I'm surprised your folks didn't ask your brother to watch you more. Vincent? Never. Knowing us as kids, Mom and Dad would have come home to see a smoldering wreck. <laughs> your parents trusting Caleb makes sense. Funny thing is, I think his parents could have bought that keyboard for me easily. They probably wanted Caleb to earn it. I remember them being fairly strict. Weird that I've never met them, especially tonight. I think the Monroes are on a trip or something, which is why Dylan can get away with this party. But yeah, if you're thinking Caleb was some type of Freddy Krueger, that wasn't true. No, no, I wasn't pointing fingers, I just wondered because I heard he got really weird later. <sighs> yep, that's what Vincent told me. Were they in high school around the same time? Uh-huh. They were in some of the same classes. They weren't friends or anything. But you know how my brother is. Hanging out with geeks would hurt my cred. I'm too cool for that. Can we stop this one? I've heard enough. Sure. You okay? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I can only take so much when it's just sounds for shock value. That's fine. We can put on something else. I feel bad. It's getting to me more than it should. Seriously, Chris, it's okay. Don't worry, I'm not judging you. I know, but I just got really anxious. Do you want to go back downstairs? I... No. Let's stay. You're sure? I'm sure. At least here I can control what scares me, you know? <laughs> you got it. Hey, let's lighten the mood after that last one. This tape's called A Jazzy Halloween. Feeling lucky? Go for it. dig it already. Agreed. It has the right vibe. Hey, Val? Yeah? What exactly did Victor tell you about Kayla? Well, I mean, you probably have heard as much from other people. But like the creepy Caleb nickname. I think it was from his haunted house days, but the name stuck. 
Vincent said Caleb was a loner and a goth by high school. He kept to himself and unnerved people a bit. Gave off weird vibes. Vincent knew he got bullied, but he was never involved in it. That sucks. That's high school, you know? Still, though, did he really deserve to be slapped with that label? He didn't choose it. What can I say, Chris? People suck. He could have abandoned his love for horror and conformed, and people still would have made fun of him. I don't think he ever really got a say, so he embraced it. And how would you label me? Huh? Come on. When you look at me, what do you see? My best friend? <laughs> Cop out. You asked. I answered. It's the truth. <laughs> do you want to dance? What? With you? I'm the only one asking, bestie. Come on. Yeah, sure, but I really don't know how. Don't worry, I'll lead. Like this. <laughs> Sorry, I'm uh, I'm a total noob here. <laughs> it's okay. It's more of a rock step here. Yeah, there you go. Good. Dance. I took some dance classes when I was a kid. How come you never told me? It never came up. See, that's what I like about you. Just when I think I have you figured out, you surprise me with something charming. It's not that special. I haven't done it in years. I beg to differ. You're good at this. Accept the compliment. Never. Do it. It's not gonna kill you. Fine. But only from you. Deal. Nice, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Now hang on. I'm gonna dip you. Dip? Whoa! whoa. <laughs> You're literally sweeping me off my feet, you know that? Is that bad? No. I kinda like it. Well. What the, what the hell? Crap, did, did we bump the light? I can't see a thing. Hold on, let me... Ouch! Sorry! My bad. There. Ugh. Crap. It won't come back on. Chris, can you stop the music? Hold on. Got it. I'm so sorry. I screwed up. Hey, hey, it's not your fault. I think it's a blackout. Oh. That'll bring the party down. Must have blown a fuse or the weather caused it. Either way, probably won't last long. Should we go? It's so dark up here. I don't know. Trying to go down the attic steps in the dark might be dangerous. Let's wait and see what happens. Okay. That makes sense. So much for lightening the mood, huh? huh. It was working. Now I'm not so sure. It's eerie. Kind of exciting, isn't it? A little. I'd hate to be up here alone. Same. Val? Hmm? It's silly, but I want to know. I really didn't know anything about Caleb before tonight. 
But we've been poking around through his childhood, or at least something that was close to his heart. It feels, I don't know, off? Were people really that creeped out by him later? What did he do? I really shouldn't. Come on, please. Okay, remember, I wasn't there for any of this, but you know how he got suspended his junior year? Again, I've only heard rumors. Vincent told me it's because he threatened to bring a gun to school. Oh my god. Now, I have no idea how true this is. Don't get me wrong. This wasn't like long after Columbine, so it got taken to the top really quick. If he really did, he's lucky he only got suspended. Was it a joke? I feel like you don't joke about that shit. Or at least you don't if you have good taste. Maybe he got pushed way too far. People say things they regret. Who's to say? All I know is that his reputation bottomed after that, and no one wanted anything to do with him, even the few friends he did have. And then, as soon as he graduated, he joined the military, got sent off to the Middle East, and never came back. Damn, that's why he's not around. I don't want to speak ill of the dead, especially on Halloween. I'm not saying that he was any of the things that I've said. It's just what I know happened. That's why Dylan's party barely has any Halloween. I can't pretend to know what he went through, losing his older brother. But I think you're right. Halloween was Caleb's thing. Kinda sorry I asked. Why? You should know, even the ugly parts. It's like you said, we're poking through his childhood. Maybe this is better. Gives a better glimpse of who he really was. Maybe. I hope we get the power back soon. There's no difference if I close my eyes or open them. I guess we keep waiting. Sure. What do we do in the meantime? Well... Do you want to make out? What? Or we could try our luck with another tape at random. Oh, yeah. Sure. Worse than that tape was all the death sounds. I'm sorry, but I... I can't believe Caleb enjoyed listening to this stuff. I think this might be another one he made, Chris. How can you tell? That muffled voice under the heartbeats? I think that was Caleb's voice. (sighs) It sounded too real, too visceral. Are you sure? If I could see the label, I could tell you... (sighs) Doi! Why didn't I think of my phone before? I could use the screen's light to... Wait. Shit. It's in my purse, and I set it down when we came up. Uh, Can you call my phone? Yeah, give me a sec. Uh, 
My phone's not in any of my pockets. Crap, did it fall out somewhere? Let's not panic. When the lights come up, we'll be able to check. If they come on, I don't want to be stuck here all night, Val. Neither do I. Okay. Question. When you put the tape in, did you feel a label on the tape? What? You know, all of his tapes have a stuck-on label that he wrote on by hand. Did you feel that? Val, you put the tape in. (laughs) No. Come on, I heard you rummaging through the tapes. That wasn't me. I thought that was you. I swear I didn't. Val? I don't think we're alone up here. I want to tell you a ghost story. (laughs) Once, there was a boy who loved to be scared. He was never quite sure where it started, but for as long as he could remember, the creepy and the spooky made him happy. He valued every jump he got from watching a scary movie. Every sleepless night spent reading a horror novel or a gruesome comic book he knew his parents wouldn't let him have. And every chilling sound he heard from a terrifying tape, much like the one you're listening to right now. What the hell is this? Hey Dylan, I know this is you, and you better stay away! This isn't funny! I don't think it's him. Who else could it be? Halloween was his favorite night of the year, of course. He loved that on this one night, anyone could be who they wanted to be, and everyone embraced the fear that he loved so much. And he especially loved that he could make people happy by scaring them. He would spend the whole year dreaming of ways to bring the ghosts and goblins of his imagination to life, and watch the things he made give people a fright. He watched them jump and scream and laugh at every turn of his little realm, and he was glad. At least there he could control what scared him. Isn't that right? But soon, the boy began to grow up, and his parents told him he needed to put away his childish things. They saw it as a weakness and told him he needed to focus on reality. But reality was scarier than anything he could create, because there he had no control. The scary things of life had no comfort, just anxiety and hardship. He tried to carry some of the cozy darkness with him, but was insulted and ridiculed for it. His mother shamed him for being himself. His father accused him of being queer. His brother mocked him, and his peers avoided him. Unless, of course, they wanted to make him feel pain. His greatest strength was now poison to be used against him. Then, when enough fear had collected in him, it became rage. The boy kept it down, kept it quiet, but could feel it building with each insult and injury. One day, he let it leak out, not in violence, but in words. One of his classmates told him that he was just pretending to be a pariah, that he had no idea what suffering was, that it was all an act. Without thinking, the boy replied, If I brought a gun to school, you'd know. He didn't mean it. Not really. He just wanted to scare him. And it worked. Only too well. Now everyone was afraid of him, and he was more alone than ever. His mother wept, his father screamed, and his brother looked at him like he was a stranger. And the rage only grew until the boy realized that maybe he had meant it after all. I don't want to be here anymore. Stop it! It won't stop! Then pull out the battery! I'm trying! His father told him that he would need to make something of himself if he wanted to be a man, and the boy agreed to enlist in the army. His training was full of terror with no relief. Officers and sergeants screeching threats at him for failure, grueling drills, and trials by fire. He pushed it all down so he could turn the fear into more rage, more hatred, because he knew, in the end, he would get what he really wanted. 
to kill. Got it! But I'm not finished. How is it still playing? I don't know! No sooner had the training ended than war was declared, and the boy was deployed to Afghanistan to defend his country. Or so he was told. He was more terrified than he had ever been at any other point in his life, but he was also excited. He hadn't felt like this since he was young, since those Halloween nights where he would frighten anyone. He would do it again, but this time, his impact would be permanent. He would kill, release all his anger into the enemy, and watch them die. Watch the light leave their eyes as he spilled their blood. He couldn't wait! Just couldn't wait! Could. Not. Wait! Stop! Stop it! This isn't fucking funny! He never got the chance. The convoy that was carrying him to his first battle was hit by an IED, and his vehicle was destroyed. He died in the smoking wreckage, no blood on his hands but his own, as his heart slowly stopped beating. Anyway, I lied. At least a little. You really didn't want to kill anyone. Not really. I just wanted to scare you. So now, I want to know. Shut up! I've... I've had enough of this. Val? It's alright. I think my kick finally broke it. <sighs> Jesus Christ! I, I... I don't understand. This is... all some kind of sick prank. It has to be. Dylan must have known we came up here. How twisted can you be, dude? I know you can hear me. Using your dead brother as a scare tactic is low. Even for you. Can we go? Please. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I still can't see a thing, but we're not staying here any longer. What was that? Um, <laughs> no, I just scrapped the tape deck. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I just want to go home. Feel for the hatch. I can't find it. Where is it? Scared yet? Bye! Thanks for coming. Happy Halloween. Oh, God, what a mess. At least the power came back. <laughs> I'll clean up in the morning. Huh? Someone dropped a cell phone. Huh. What's Chris's phone doing up here? Oh, shit. Did they sneak into the attic? Damn, Val. Hey, party's over! You two better have clothes on before I get up there. (laughs) 
Val? Chris? Where are you? What the hell? Hi, Dylan. We want to tell you a ghost story. Dear friends, honored patrons, and intrepid listeners, we thank you for joining us for this finishing course and hope it was to your satisfaction. It has been a privilege to be invited into your head for a spell, and with any luck, the horror we have conjured will stay with you, chilling your bones. This may be the end, but do not fret. I cannot be undone so easily, and there is a long, long menu to peruse for our past when the mood strikes. Whenever you decide to visit, whether it is your first time or you have sampled our wares in the last decade, you are always welcome. I will be there, my voice in your ear, inviting you in. So, until then, pleasant dreams. <laughs> Midnight Marinera was written, produced, directed, and mixed by David King. This episode featured the voices of, in order of appearance, Michael Malconian as Dylan, Hayden Davio as Chris, Braden Alexander as Val, Christopher Adelorado as the librarian, Connor Andrade as young Caleb, and David King as Caleb. The song Trick or Treat is by Jonathan Stout and his Campus 5, who can be found at campus5.com. Additional music by Random Encounters and Kevin McLeod. Our intro and outro music is by John King. Is the bitter sweet or is the sweet bitter tonight? This may be the end of Midnight Marinera, but it's not the end of the chills. You can delve back into a decade's worth of audio by subscribing to this podcast and let us know how you feel with a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I sincerely thank you for listening and helping this grow over the last 10 years and wish you all the happiest of Halloween.